The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, rock and roll. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. How are you this morning? Uh... Am I on the wrong mic? How's this one? There we go. Jason's got them flipped on me. All right. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are uh, here with Elijah Kovar, another episode of Great Waters Retirement Radio. I just want to take a moment here quickly, Elijah, if you don't mind, to uh, honor a uh, uh, hero in my mind, uh, John McCain. I am a fourth-generation Navy, a proud tradition, certainly nothing so illustrious as John McCain's history. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, I can't say that I always agreed with John McCain's politics, but I loved the man and respected him immensely. Uh, and uh, certainly a proud tradition and heritage in the service of our country, something that seemingly has has been lost to some degree, uh, and uh, I mean, this is a guy who uh, who who was uh, in a POW camp for five years, two and a half years in solitary confinement. They broke him, uh, broke his bones, and uh, didn't break the man, and uh, held up throughout that whole process. And as he says, uh, I didn't make always the right decisions, but I did the best I could, and I. Tell you what, I watched his special last night. I had tears running down my face, and I am proud to be a Navy man. And so for all you guys out there who are uh, Marine Corps, who are... Uh uh, in the, who were, who were Navy people, uh, this is a fallen brother and, uh, and, uh, we, uh, honor his service to our country. So, uh, with that, Elijah. Great Waters Retirement Radio. We're here talking about your retirement, how to succeed financially within uh, that. And uh, if you are one of those folks who is leading up to retirement, uh, maybe in your 60s. (laughs) I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm awfully close. Uh, So question for everybody. What do Madonna, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Alec Baldwin have in common? Elijah, what do they have in common? They all turned 60 this year. Oh, man. Madonna, 60 years old? Are you serious? <laughs> How is that even possible? She is one of the craziest chicks ever. Gotta, she's a little <laughs> nutty. Got to screw loose, but whatever. <laughs> so turning 60, wow. Uh, so, you know, look, if you're there, if you're already past that, if you're, uh, if you're getting close, like me, then you know these these are these are uh, perilous times where you can you can make up a lot of ground or you can choose to close your eyes and pretend they're not here and and then wish you had. 
when 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 time goes by. So, you know, a question for you, Elijah. You know, retirement age used to be when it was initiated, sixty two years old, which is interesting because then that was that was the average mortality. Average people died at age sixty two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the government instituted Social Security, they really didn't need to worry that much about because <laughs> yeah. half the half the population had died before that time. Uh, wow. So the world has changed. The, you know, the world inter- has interesting changed. fact on that. They got it wrong from the very beginning. So they, they estimated, you know, mid sixties as when everybody was going to pass away. So they knew half the people were going to live past that and they'd have to pay out social security benefits. Half the people would die before that. Well, the first claimant was a gal named Ida May Fuller. I remember this story. It's good. <laughs> tell it, tell it. Well, she, uh, she paid in a total of a little over $22 into the system while she was working. And then, and then she, guess how old she lived to? She was a hundred years old. So she pulled out over $23,000. For 22 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a, so. You got any investments like that for me, Elijah? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so that's why they had to start taxing benefits and they had to extend the full retirement age and... Wow. That's wild. Wow. Well, and, and, and having said that, Social Security is going to be a big part of people's lives and in, in retirement, at least for most. And we're going to be talking about that and a little bit about how to maximize that. But, you know, question for you is this. Do most, what, at what age do most people retire? Do most of them retire in their 60s? Uh, well, 63 is the average age in the United States, uh, but that's just an average. Some people, it's earlier. Some some people, they have to retire because they're forced to. A, a job ends, they take a severance, or it's a health issue. Others, they'll retire well into their 70s, or some people like to work even as late as 80 years old. They just love what they do. Well, and, you know, I, I find this uh, statistic interesting. About 20% of workers stay on the job until age 70, and that includes 10% who will stay on to age 80. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, I was on a, a, a boat cruise out on Lake Minnetonka last night, and I was talking with a, a gentleman who's had a tremendous career as an architect, and he designed a lot of the houses on the lake, a lot of them. That was what his business was, and uh, just loves what he does. He, he doesn't do that high-end stuff anymore as much. You know, he'll do a, a remodel in Edina, you know, uh, or something, but... Uh, does a lot of commercial work now, and I'm talking to him thinking, man, he's got to be close to retirement age. You know, he's in his 60s, and, <laughs> you know, as he was talking, the more he talked, I asked him, I said, you're never going to retire, are you? He goes, never. <laughs> and I was like, you must really love what you do. He's like, I absolutely love it. Why would I ever retire? Well, see, you know, and I, I think that's interesting because I, I think I would fall in that camp. And I look at somebody like, you know, a lot of the very successful people on Wall Street, uh, Warren Buffett, who's not on Wall Street, the, you know, the, uh, the probably most successful investor. And, and look, I mean, he is so sharp. I still see him in interviews and it's just shocking the acumen and the, and the, the wit and the vocabulary. It's just astounding. What is he, 82 years old? Oh gosh, he's older than that. Oh no, he's older than that. No, I, I, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he is, uh, he is just, uh, it's amazing, but yeah, yeah, you know, and, and and that's it, you know, um, a, a lot of people, don't enjoy what they do. They wind up in jobs that that are not the thing that they want to do. And I understand that. I mean, I understand that. When I make jokes 
to my kids, what are you willing to tolerate that makes you the most money? There are instances in our lives where we need to do what we need to do to provide for our families. And sometimes that means we're in jobs that may pay us well, uh, but are not exactly what we would pick if we had the choice. And we're going to talk about that because in retirement, you might choose to work and you might be able to make that choice. And so that's, yeah. that's certainly something, something we'll discuss and a lot more people are doing, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the, the, Reality is that that most people probably are not going to retire at age 60, and there are certainly reasons for that. Uh, but during your 60s, and even leading up to that, that's your opportunity to really save a lot of money, possibly being empty nester at that point, possibly downsizing in your housing, yet you may still be at some of the top peak earning uh, years of your career. Yeah, that's what we see. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. The kids are maybe into college or, or out of college at this point, not requiring as much help. And people are able to finally have the freedom to sock away that whole paycheck and it doesn't affect their lifestyle at that point in time. And so we see people max, at minimum maxing out those 401ks and maybe even making an IRA or Roth uh, contribution on the side, building up that emergency reserve. Just had a, a couple, wonderful couple uh, that we were able to, to help retire and they're uh, heading down to South America on Tuesday, just retired, left their jobs. And one of their goals, in addition to funding the IRAs and everything, was just to build up a $100,000 savings account that was just kind of a slush fund emergency reserve. But it was amazing the last few years, the amount of money they were able to stash away into that savings account. I mean, I'm talking, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month that they were able to save. But when you've got the kids out of the house, it sure makes it easy. And when you start to see that accumulate, it actually becomes fun. It becomes a bit of a game. Uh, mm-hmm. To watch it, to watch it grow. Now, you know, I, I I talk often on this show that one of the toughest sells you have to Americans is this notion that they would save money not to buy anything with. They have mm-hmm. a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. They like to save money to buy a boat, to buy a cabin, <laughs> to buy. But you know, they they to just save a lot of times doesn't make a lot of sense. But by the time you get to your 50s and 60s, you start to understand the significance of that. And it changes your perception of things. I find this to be interesting, that the average savings goal uh, is for 60 plus people is $300,000. Now, Elijah, is that 300,000 more during the decade, uh, uh, 60s to, to 70? Or is that their grand total goal of 300,000 overall in retirement savings? You know, uh, well, in, in America, here, here's the thing. This is when we use the word average, there's a lot of things that throw that off. Yeah. So when I sit down with people for retirement planning, oftentimes, uh, 300,000 is at the low end because they can't retire on 300,000. Right. Um, you know, they'll have a million or $2 million saved up a lot of times. Um, <laughs> it, it, now you don't need to have a million or $2 million. It depends on what your spending goals are, what your legacy goals are and how much you're comfortable with. But, um, it, you know, for, for many people, the average savings is $50,000 where people get into their sixties and they have $50,000 saved up. You know, and the reality with that is if we don't have enough where we can take a reasonable amount out at, without depleting the principal, you can't retire. So we're well, going to have more and more people working into their sixties <sighs> and seventies because they don't have, uh, they haven't accumulated enough of a nest egg. Um, the reality is this, if you look at $300,000 and let's say somebody wants to take a safe withdrawal rate, which it's debatable whether that's 4% or 2% these days, but let's say 3%. 
Um, interest rates are, are, are not the same. Bonds are not the same as they were 30 years ago. You can't use the safe 4% rule. If you're using an annuity... Or, or, or the 7% rule. Yeah, oh yeah. gosh. If you're using an annuity or something to, to guarantee income, 4 or 5%, sure, uh, that'd be reasonable. But even if we took... Let's take 4%. 4% on $300,000. This means, this means, folks, you're, you're distributing 4% that's, ongoingly. That's $1,000 a month in retirement income. So you have to ask yourself, can I live on $1,000 a month plus my Social Security payment and if I'm lucky enough to have a pension? Right. And, and for some people, they've got a $4,000 pension. They go, I absolutely can. No problem. Then you literally don't need more than three hundred grand in savings. Yeah, that. But if you don't have a pension, for many people, there's kind of a three-legged stool in retirement. You've got your Social Security your pension, and then your IRAs, your retirement savings. Well, with that pension leg being pretty wobbly these days, most people don't have them, big pensions, that is, $3,000 pensions. We've got to lean more heavily on Social Security, maximizing that, which we teach classes on regularly, and then the IRAs. What do we do with the IRAs, the savings accounts? And for many people, it needs to be much more than that savings goal that so many people have of 300000 You know, and this is, this is a point I make frequently, folks. If your goal in life is to be average, the bar is pretty freaking low. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when Elijah brings up this in casually, this contrast between most of his clients having one to two million dollars as opposed to somebody whose goal is 300,000 when they have 50,000. Look, I understand that there's varying degrees of lifestyle. I certainly understand that. But that amount of money, even for a lot of people, and look, for some of you who are listening to this, this is the reason you don't want to go and have a retirement analysis because you don't want to know what you don't want to know. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about it. You already know you're a screwed up mess. You already know you haven't done any of these things. And you would just rather not have anybody tell you so you can just, you know, turn up the radio and drive off the cliff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the best news of all is to get a number and to know what you're up against and then react and respond to yeah. it as quickly as you possibly can. That's really the answer. Yes. And, you know, even if it, even if it is the lower numbers, a couple hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, if you can work to age 70 or 80, maybe then you, it, you can make it work. And that's not the worst thing in the world, by the way. But whatever it is, whatever number is you've got to shoot for, you want to have a plan to get there. That's right. And, and that's the thing that's missing for so many people. I want to be clear about something. Having a financial advisor or having investments is not having a plan. Right. Those are two different things. Having a financial advisor you trust for 20 years is not a plan. They may have a plan in their mind for you, but unless you understand your plan, you know when you can retire, how much you need to retire, how much you can spend in retirement, and know what your asset balances are going to look like throughout retirement, at least have projections that are fairly sound, know what your taxes are going to be throughout retirement. If you don't have that forward-looking projection and software to help you with that, it's really hard to have the confidence to know I can retire when I want to, spend what I want to spend, and still meet my goals as far as security and having a nest egg and having a legacy that I can leave. You've got to have a plan for that. And and I want to speak to, to everyone out there. I, I've mentioned kind of a, a, a normal asset range for a lot of the clients we work with. But I want to be clear, anybody who's listening that goes, well, geez, I don't have a million dollars. We have advisors, very qualified, certified financial planners and fiduciaries in our offices that will sit down with people with assets of $100,000 or more. 
So you don't have to have a million dollars to do a retirement analysis, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. But what we want to answer so many times, people with $300,000 to their name, they have an even harder time knowing if they can retire. We've The planning becomes even more crucial the lower the asset levels are. So come in for a, a comprehensive analysis. We do that for listeners to this show at no cost to show you here's where you are right now. We're not going to sell any investments or ask you to become a client, but here's where you're at. Here's what retirement could look like for you and uh, what date is a feasible date where you can pull the trigger and know that you can take those vacations and do the things that you want to do in retirement. We hope that that uh, doing that gives you peace of mind. And, and week after week in the office, we find people uh, finding clarity and, and knowing answers to things that uh, just talking about investments doesn't answer, answer for you. You, you that, need a plan. That analysis is the most valuable service there is when we do budgeting with our clients, we figure out what it is that they call that it that they actually are comfortable and happy living on. You know, not over the top, not Spartan misery, uh, but what's real. You know, what is mm-hmm. real? Then we send them over to Elijah or Skip or Justin or one of the great advisors over at, at Great Waters, and they take that number, build inflation into it, and tell us based on Social Security analysis and all the other things that are components within it what that person needs to do over the next 10, 20, 15, 30 years to get where they need to be. And when people have that done, they say, this was the most valuable thing that you could have offered to mm-hmm. me. So from from our perspective, we help people manage day-by-day money, and the service that goes a step beyond that with Great Waters is literally the most valuable service. And I, I, you know, I'll tell you, 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 you touched on a point. There is, folks, a dramatic difference between uh, a typical financial advisor who is managing investments that are in the market and a retirement specialist. And, and and they're both going to fault one another. You know, your advisor is going to say, you know, yeah, all they're going to do is sell you annuities and you need to be in the market for life. And, you know, the, the reality is that those those folks are focused on assets under management, building a portfolio of their clients overall where they're managing that money and they want you to be in the market forever. And while you're young and you can deal with the huge fluctuations that will take place over your lifetime within the market, you can deal with that because you don't need the money. But when you get to retirement and you need a steady stream of income that you can depend upon every single month to pay your bills, it is an entirely different proposition and you need a retirement specialist. And that's the difference. And the other point that he made about Social Security, look, you make the wrong, the wrong move with Social Security. There's no one going back. You screwed it up. You, you took it too early. You didn't have an understanding of how it fit into the overall plan. And now it is what it is. So to not do these things is a colossal mistake. We're going to take a break here. and We'll be right back with Elijah Kovar from Great Waters Financial. It is Great Waters Retirement Radio. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. 
Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now, 612-701-4375. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. If you or anyone you know are in a financial challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels & Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business. Handle the filing and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, man. So, this is... Our weekend, Great Waters Retirement Radio, uh, where we talk about specifically retirement uh, and retirement strategies and planning. I have what I think to be the best uh, group of guys in the Twin Cities, Great Waters Financial. And I am fortunate to have these guys come in on an ongoing basis and keep me abreast of all the things so that when I work with clients, I have great understanding of the changes and things that take place. Elijah and I are pretty good friends, and we talk a lot. And one of the things that you hear me talk about a lot, which we've already covered, is this notion that people will continue to work 
you know, after their so-called retirement age. Mm -hmm. And so let's just quickly cover that because I think that's so intriguing um, in that a lot of people will, will enter retirement quit working and in a relatively short period of time become very bored. Yes. You know, they can only fish and golf so much before <laughs> yeah. even your favorite pastime becomes, you know, yeah. passe. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, they'll, they'll work because they, they like to have the security of a little extra income. If they retire before 65, they want to make some money to pay for their health care because it's more expensive or uh, they, they, you know, they just worry that they don't have enough. So they want to work some more or they legitimately their plans says you need to make a thousand dollars a month but for many of my clients it's just what you said they get bored you can only watch so many shows in your in your lazy boy or play so much golf (laughs) or vacation and take so many cruises and so many trips and eventually at some point in time people go oh man what am i doing with my life i used to spend 40 hours a week using my skills and my abilities providing value for a company or or for people that I, i worked for and now I'm sitting around just living for me. Well, you know, it's when you think, folks, about the amount of time that you're engaged mentally now, mentally yeah. within your career or your job, you know, you're on your way to work and you're sometimes you're talking to coworkers on your way in. Mm-hmm. You you work all day. You 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 spend lunch with coworkers. You are on your way home after work. You're talking to coworkers. Maybe you're you have a position or a career where they're calling you even mm-hmm. in the later hours. Hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and on the weekend, you're pushing your lawnmower around listening to audios that enhance your your knowledge in your field. I mean, just think about how much of your time mentally is engaged in some form of of your job or career or profession. You take that away and it's gone. What do you do? Ugh. Yeah, I, I had a, a gentleman who came on board as a client at the end of 2016. It was a. Uh, or no, I'm. You know what it was? It was uh, in mid 2016, and I was meeting with him, and I asked him about purpose. I just felt like I I need to ask him about. It. I said, "What's what's what's it about for you? You've got more than enough money than you'll ever spend. You don't have any kids to leave it to." He had been a retirement engineer, a retired engineer. He had just retired the past December. And I said, what's it about for you? Is this money, do you want to do something with it? What charities do you want to give to? What do you want to do with your life now that you're in this new season? And and he said, you're talking about purpose. I said, yeah. He said, actually, Elijah, I had a purpose, but I retired from it in December. Wow. You know how heavy that was? Yeah. And we spent months talking about this. <laughs> and here's what's really cool. So he, he was a... He, he built uh, the uh, guided heads that go on these bullets that they launch like several miles uh, to, um, to target, you know, caravans, whatever it is over in the Middle East. They, uh, he's not a rocket scientist because these aren't rockets. They're actually bullets that shoot out of cannons and he can guide them seven miles and have them land on top of a truck. I mean, it's just unbelievable the the mind that this man had as an engineer, as a, a rocket scientist. I didn't even know that until after he was a client, but he's gone back and he's told me about some of his projects. His old boss called him up, said, we need you on some of these projects. He said, all right, I'll name my hours. I'll put in no more than 20 hours a week. It'll be on the days I want and the hours that I want and only working on the projects I want to work on. And they said, sounds good. We'll pay you double your hourly rate. <laughs> so he went back to work a year into retirement and he is just enjoying it. We have conversations and it's no longer, geez, I retired from my purpose. Right. He's getting to exercise the, the, 
his purpose in the best ways. So and, he's, st- and he's still engaged. Yeah, he's, he's still engaged. He's making more money for time spent by <laughs> two to one. It's wild. And he's <clears throat> using his mind. That was his purpose. Right. I mean, this is a man who's brilliant. And that's what he was made to do. All of his schooling and preparation before he got his job, it was all learning how to use his mind. Yeah, and man. Now he gets to exercise. That you get muscle. lazy and go to sleep. You got to keep yeah. things. You got to keep it going. My, Interesting my, thing. Yeah. Twenty hours. He's making forty hours in twenty hours. <laughs> he's doing great. Yeah. I mean, twice. The, you know, yeah. I, I got to tell you that I, I had a uh, gal come in, a, a very nice young lady that I'm working with, who said some nice things about me on Facebook. Uh, but uh, she she is um, uh, works in the insurance industry, and she has a gig where she does consulting. Well, you know, I very quickly uh, with my little with my little financial calculator formulated that she makes just shy of seven times her her hourly rate when she does consulting mm-hmm. versus when she's working full time on her job. And I said, "Oh my God, <laughs> do you understand this?" And she said, well, "No, I never really thought about it that way." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You understand that how how many hours you would need to do consulting to replace the income that you make?" So uh, my point is this. Don't start your consulting job necessarily in your retirement. You can start it long before your retirement, yeah. and then it's an easy j- jump off. So for mm-hmm. a lot of people, they're going to want to do things that are within their their field of understanding, their yeah. their key competencies, stay within the mm-hmm. field and do consulting or the like. Yeah. But here's what I find to be really interesting. About three in five retirees, three out of five mm-hmm take a completely different path than their primary profession previously and go in a totally different direction within that job Mm -hmm. into retirement. So what's that all about? Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's curiosity. They want to try something new. You know, I've uh, I've got one uh, client who... He retired from being an engineer, and and he's a, a web developer. He's he's in courses for web development now. He just was curious and wanted to do it. Uh, good for him in his sixties. He doesn't need to make any money from it, but he's like, hey, I want to see if I like it. Some people want to write. I have one gal who loves playing tennis, so you know what she's going to do? She's working the towel desk at the uh, at, at Lifetime Fitness so she can play free tennis. <laughs> Great, and then she's there. She's with the people she enjoys, or the tennis desk, not the towel desk, the uh, where they rent out the rackets and sell things. And she just, I think that's something she will absolutely love. So it's finding, and I can't tell you how many people want to get a job as a ranger at a golf course drive around talk to people in the golf court cart, so it's just up. about enjoyment and passion yeah but nevertheless it keeps them away from many of those retirement dollars allowing them to continue to grow oh, yeah. if they're making 500 or a thousand dollars a month well that pays for your vacation that's huge in those early years in retirement that's, which are the things that frankly screw up our, a retirement plan sure. because you take large distributions that aren't yeah. planned right yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these are all things that you could consider. Now, the other thing you want to do is to set a spending goal, which is just basically to manage your money in all mm-hmm. the ways that we talk about on the show, a controlled spending plan so that you know how much you're going to spend at the end of the month before the month begins so that you can have a trajectory going out and say, here's what it's going to cost you to live. Yes. That's that's important, yes, right? Yes, and I want to set a clear uh, distinction on this. So many people say, how much of my balance can I draw out each year in retirement? Or how much am I going to need? And they, they have these general rules for retirement planning. Like you will spend 80% after retirement of what you were spending before retirement. First of all, that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Agree 100%. In retirement, people spend more because what's the number one goal for everybody in retirement? If you're sitting there in your car right now listening to this, just think to yourself, what's the number one 
one goal that you bet people tell me when I ask them, what do you want to do when you retire? You bet. It's travel. Travel. It's travel. So do you spend more money the first years in retirement or less money than before? Well, you have time to travel now. You're going to spend more. You don't have a job anymore. You yeah. got nothing else to do. I, I spend all my but money spend on Saturday money. and Sunday. I'll tell you, I know I spend all my money on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. When you're retired, you've got six Saturdays and a Sunday to spend money. See, <laughs> that's that's the thing. All these things, you know, you dream about it when you retire. And, and frankly, here's the problem, folks. You've been on a fixed income your whole life, which is the income that you've earned in your actual working career. When you have this large chunk of money, something you've never had before, at least never wrapped your head around the the idea that you can now spend it, you're immediately thinking about all the things you can do with it. And frankly, that's one of the reasons that people fail because they run through the money too quickly. It it, it often happens. Yeah. So we have to have a strategy. and It has to be a planned method. I mean, you can do these things. Don't get me wrong. But you have got to have a plan. Yes. And I don't want to go with rules, uh, generalities like the four percent rule. You can spend four percent inflation adjusted throughout retirement. First of all, it's wrong. Bonds are paying differently than they used to pay. The the, the market everything is, is. so two point seven is a more realistic rule Whoa. where you have a ninety five percent rate at a two point seven percent withdrawal rate. That doesn't sound like a lot. What I would say is have a plan where we sit down and we go through year by year in retirement. How much do you need each year so that we're not generalizing things? And then how does that impact your retirement balances with interest going in, with taxes and expenses coming out? What does the forecast look like throughout retirement so that you can have confidence knowing what you can spend each year? Then we build in those extra expenses, the goals for travel and things like that. We build it in, we see what it does to your numbers, and then you can know if you're going to be able to do it and if you're going to be okay. We don't have to guess on this. So the notion is to be somewhat conservative so you're wrong in the right direction and you're going to be okay, not left wanting, right? And then if you have more than enough, a lot of people aren't concerned about having enough to get through. Then we start building in the big trips. I I just had a, a client who came in, he's got plenty of money. And uh, he, he spends very conservatively. It's just his habits. Over 30, 40 years, you spend conservatively so he hasn't taken vacations. We just planned an $80,000 trip for he and his wife to the North Pole. Do you know they only let 1,000 people go to the North Pole each year? Well, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing it, though. They're, they're going to be doing hot air balloon rides up there. You take an ice cutter from Russia, and you cut through the ice all the way up to the North Pole. He had the whole trip planned out, but he didn't know if he could spend the money. We built it into his plan, and his forecast said that it doesn't hardly dent his overall overall plan. At age 90, he's going to have almost just as much money, even if he spends this. See, and, so and that's, a, that's, a plan. that's a strategic plan. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, as long as you're, you're doing things and they are within the plan, but you don't go spend the money and then go back to your retire, your, 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 your advisor and say, so is this good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> you should be planning it beforehand yeah. with your planner and a financial advisor who does investments is not necessarily a retirement plan. Absolutely. And so, you know, with the software that we use with Great Waters, these guys can literally make a change and say, okay, you're going to spend 10 grand on this trip or 20 grand on this trip or whatever it is. And boom, instantly it tells you the overall outcome over a mm-hmm. lifetime. That is invaluable when yeah. making decisions, but you got to ask beforehand, not after. Yes. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. The next point that we're going to be talking about is how to plan with your social security as it relates to your overall retirement strategy. We will be right back with Elijah Kovar, Great Waters Retirement Radio. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds and he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. 
Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's cya 21 if you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Elijah Kovar from Great Waters Retirement Radio, helping you plan, plan your retirement. So, 
We had uh, kind of covered the, the notion that you can work uh, through in your retirement, save yourself a lot of money, delay uh, the the assets that you would otherwise take, allow them to continue to grow, and it has a dramatic impact. Social Security is is for a lot of people <laughs> the only retirement plan they have, which is which is depressing. Uh, but nevertheless, it is a huge component and the decision making process, which people tend to think of as being a minor, minor issue in terms of decision. When you, should I take it now? Should I wait? The, the, that decision is absolutely critical for most people who are not going to have enough money saved. And, and, and you guys do classes all over the Twin Cities as yes. it relates to social security planning specifically. Yes. And the main considerations before you claim, we don't tell you here is the magic number to do it. There isn't one. And if anybody tells you that they ran the break even points and it's the same if you draw early versus later, you should draw late or you should draw early. Do not listen to them. Okay. They're wrong. They're a hundred percent wrong. I have some people I tell them to draw at 62. Others I tell them to draw at 70. Now, more commonly, I'll tell them to draw at 70 actually. So, but it's unique based on your taxes based on your social security payment, based on your retirement date, based on your expenses, your investments, your situation is different than everybody else's and it all impacts one another. You cannot make your social security claiming decision in a silo from all of the other things. You have to consider, uh, are you married? Well, if one of you passes away, what does the other spouse get? Do they lose a social security benefit? Which benefit do they get to keep? And should you consider maximizing the larger of the two benefits if they get to keep the larger of the benefit throughout the larger of the two throughout retirement? Do you have pensions that'll take care of your spouse if you pass away? If you're single, how does that change it? Uh, cost of living increases. Do you know the difference between drawing it at uh uh, 62 versus drawing at 70, it's a 76% increase in your payment if you wait till 70. One thing that people don't think about is that the raises you get every year are based on a 76% larger payment. That means your pay raises every year are 76% larger if you wait eight years to turn on Social Security. Unbelievable. The other big thing that people don't consider is taxes in Social Security. 15% of your benefit is tax-free. For some people, 50% is tax-free. And for some people, their entire benefit is tax-free. Well, what does that do to your break-even points? When you draw more from Social Security, you can draw less from your IRAs, which are 100% taxable. What does that do to your break-even point? For many people, the break-even, if they delay till 70, is in their 70s, not their 80s. When you take all these factors in. So our classes teach you about what are all the key factors that you should be thinking about before you ever make a claiming decision. Too many mistakes are made, and for many people, this is the most crucial retirement planning decision they will ever make. Well, and, and you know, the, the, and, and add to the fact that the average person is going to make a decision about their about their social security by forgive me talking to their other dumb dumb friend who doesn't know any more than they do, or God <laughs> forbid, just simply going on to the Social Security Administration's website and just letting it loose. Yeah. So <clears throat> you really have to think about, you know, for, first know that that full retirement age, uh, a lot of people think it's 65. It's now 66 and 67. So as Elijah's saying, for every year you delay, you get an 8% increase the following year. One, 
Obviously, anybody would want to wait to get the maximum benefit. Two, as it continues to grow all the way to age 70, my God, that's, I mean, there's no investment that's going to guarantee an 8% increase, let alone an income, income stream. Well, and if you qualify, you could draw half of your spouse's benefit while you're waiting and getting the 8% raise every year. Restricted application is not gone, contrary to what people tell you, if you qualify. This is the problem. Everybody wants it to be simple and straightforward, and they're irritated that it's not well too freaking bad folks it ain't and so if you don't get educated and figure out how this works you could be making a colossal mistake that yeah. could put you in an impoverished impoverished situation when you're when you're in your in your later years yeah. and i mean i know elijah doesn't like me doing that but saying those mm-hmm. things but look it is true and so you really want to be conscious of how to make these good decisions now <clears throat> beyond planning for your retirement, um, we want to consider health issues. And I'm, I'm going to cover this quick and just tell you this. We talked about what people have in retirement age, and I'm just going to very quickly tell you that the average male in retirement, this is after their company stops paying for their health insurance, will spend $190,000 on their health care. $190,000 out of pocket after tax income. And if you're a female, it's 215000 The cost of health care for the average person is going to be over $4,000 per year. That means for a couple, close to $9,000 per year is the cost of health care alone. So when you start planning your retirement, I'll bet you anything because you've had your health care paid for. You don't have a freaking clue how much money this is. So, you know, we talked about somebody dreaming of having 300 grand in retirement who maybe has never had a lot of money. They've never made a lot of money and they think that's a ton. The notion that two thirds of that could be eaten up from retirement or from health care alone is inconceivable. And it's true. It is. You know. So there's so there's healthcare planning that you need to do long t- long term uh, care planning. Obviously, if one of you dies before the other one, somebody's mm-hmm. probably going to wind it up in a nursing home. And yes. and this is stuff insurance you need and, to be concerned with. Statistically, here's an interesting one: there are fifty percent more women in nursing homes than men. So, ladies, you've got to be even more cognizant of this. I like that ratio of my guy. <laughs> Husbands, you better plan to make sure that if your wife's going to be in the nursing home after you pass away before she does, because you're probably going to. Statistically, we know right. that's how it goes. <clears throat> make sure that you have enough nest egg there that she's going to be just fine or have the right insurances in place. But we have to have a plan for these. <clears throat> and, so of course, and, of course, that situation that you just described can deplete the so-called nest egg. Oh, yeah. And then when you leave your spouse in death, she's de- destitute because of the cost of that. Yeah. Because that just, you know. So there, there's a lot that goes into that. Mm-hmm. It's not just long-term care planning. It's also estate planning, yes. Yes. Uh, which is critical. You know, if you're not familiar with the spend-down rules as it relates to nursing home care, if you don't have a will, if you don't have a trust. And by the way, if you have any assets at all, you need to have a trust. And these are all things that people who are, forgive me, who've lived their lives by being thrifty. And that's how they put their, that's how they've saved. I get that. That, That's, that's admirable. But don't be cheap and thrifty when it comes to these major decisions. Remember that these things are investments, not expenses. Right. They're investments. And they, and they will, and, and the education and the proper planning and the, and the, and the way that you go about them will save you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars by making the right decision versus the wrong decision. Here's what I think is interesting. You say pay off the mortgage. 
Yeah. So is that a goal? Once you get all the, everything for, paid off? For a lot of people, it is. Now, there's two considerations here. If we can itemize in retirement, which is different the next eight years with tax reform, which we'll touch on next. But if you can itemize in retirement, you get to write off your mortgage interest. Um, for a lot of people, they're going to be taking the standard deduction now, so they don't have that extra tax benefit any longer. Um, paying off the mortgage, if it's 3 or 4% that you're paying out every year or more, right? that can be a, a nice guaranteed investment. Now, if you have a higher risk tolerance and the ability to have that money otherwise invested at 6 7 8%, it can make sense to keep your mortgage. But knowing what's appropriate for your plan and for your own personal peace of mind, it's not just about saving a few thousand dollars or making a few thousand in your investments over what you'd be paying. It's really about what sits well with you, what gives you peace of mind in your plan. Because at the end of the day, the reason we do this retirement planning is so that you can sleep better at night. Right. So I think that's what it, it's about. It's it is about it is about peace of mind. But even yeah. having said that, as Elijah kind of went through the the thinking process as to whether you would or wouldn't, here again, there's complexities that relate to the to the savings yes. and to the strategy. So yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna take another break here. And we're going to come back and talk about probably the most powerful and important component, which is required minimum distributions. Listen, folks, you don't, you are going to have to take this money based on your mortality, whether you like it or not. And if you don't take it and if you don't pay the taxes on it, the penalty can be as high as 50% on the money that you did not declare as income in that tax year. Whoa. And we'll talk talk about tax strategy today that can save you a lot of money in these things down the road. That's it. That's it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3000. 
800-800-3800. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now, 612-701-4375. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. Oh, yeah. We are back with Elijah Kovar from Great Waters Retirement Radio. You can check out their website by going to greatwatersfinancial.com and also go to their Social Security uh, classes. Uh, One of the best things you can do is to get a free retirement analysis. Uh, Know that if you hire me to help you manage money, I got a lot of high-end clients that we do uh, controlled spending plans for and work with. Part and parcel is that you're going to get this done because it's going to have much to do with our strategy overall. And I can't imagine anybody not doing it. Um, you know, it's just it, it's just the most valuable component. And, uh, you know, take advantage of it. Greatwatersfinancial.com. We're talking with Elijah Kovar. And we're going to now roll into something that most people are not aware of, which is the dramatic tax implications related to required minimum distributions on your retirement plan, uh, on your retirement investments. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, at the age of 70 and a half, something very significant happens. You are forced to start taking money out of your pre-tax retirement accounts. You've never had to access uh, necessarily before. Some people access them if they retire in their 60s. Uh, but for a lot of people, they, they haven't been taking withdrawals. And at the age of 70 They didn't and need half, the money. They don't need the money. And this is all of those 401ks, 403bs, 457s, MNDCP, uh, if you're a state employee. If you're a federal employee, you'd have your thrift savings plan, your SEP IRAs. If you're self-employed, simples, uh, traditional IRAs, all of these pre-tax plans. You put the money in when you earn it. You never pay taxes on those earnings when you earn it. It grows tax-free. And then once it's grown, it's doubled, it's tripled, it's quadrupled over time. Now it's much larger. And at 70 and a half, the government, the IRS says, all right, now we want to get our hands on all that growth and tax you on all of it. So at 70 and a half, they say you have to take out 3.65% of your balance. Then it goes up to 3.8, then 4%, then 4.5%, then 5%. By the time you're in your 80s, you're drawing 6, 7, 8% out each year. By the time you're in your mid-90s, it's 10% a year. These withdrawals become very large, and what happens is people end up in a higher tax bracket in retirement than when they were working. So the whole idea that you can contribute to your pre-tax plan, your 401k, because you'll be in a higher tax bracket while you're working than in retirement, it is not true for savers. My clients end up in higher tax brackets in retirement because they've been savers. And dramatically so. Dramatically. So how do you get around this? Well, what people are doing now in light of uh, tax reform, they've given us a temporary discount on our taxes for the next eight years until tax reform sunsets January 1st, 2016. 
for these next eight years, any money that you had in the 12% tax or in the 15% tax bracket, that's if you're married up to $77,000 a year in taxable income. If you're single, it's half that. Um, any money that you had in the 15% tax bracket last year, they gave you a, a 20% discount on the taxes you'll pay in that bracket. So this year, you're only in the 12% bracket for all of that money. For any money that was above 77000 uh, married filing jointly, uh, you bump into the 25% tax bracket. Well, they dropped down the taxes uh, 12% down to 22% in that bracket and so on and so forth with the upper brackets. They reduced all of our tax brackets. So why am I bringing this up? Your 401k contribution doesn't get you as much of a tax benefit anymore if you're doing the traditional contribution. So contributing to the Roth portion can be a huge advantage. Or right Roth now. conversions, yep. folks. Or take that money out, pay the taxes now, get it into a Roth. It grows tax-free and you don't have to take RMDs. Greatwatersfinancial.com. Check them out. Elijah Kovar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy, safe, productive retirement. We'll be back again next month, first Saturday of every month. Bye-bye.